Hey guys, welcome to the Filming with Josh podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Milligan, and today I'm going to talk about shot sheets and storyboarding for outdoor-related projects. This is the Filming with Josh podcast, brought to you by Rustic River Media. Welcome to the videographer's home for tips, tricks, and how to make flicks. Hope you guys are all hanging in there via the COVID-19 crisis. I know I'm really tired of being locked up in my house. Last week, I joked about having to cut my own hair and uh, I broke down and finally did. Well, I say that I didn't actually cut it myself. I had my wife do it, which might have been an even bigger mistake because she decided she wanted to have fun with it. <laughs> So I haven't put any pictures online, um, but Andy gave me a mohawk. She did. And if you know anything about me, you know I'm that is so not in my personality, but I've been rocking a mohawk. And it's an interesting mohawk. It definitely looks more like someone took a squirrel's tail and glued it to the top of my head. But uh, yeah, it's... It's definitely different. <laughs> um, she had way too much fun cutting my hair. And I went to the mailbox a couple days ago and totally forgot to put a hat on. And I am mortified knowing that I walked down my neighborhood like that. <sighs> this COVID thing is getting to us, guys. It's getting to us. It's getting to me. And uh, everyone's going to start thinking of me different after this whole thing's over with. Oh, man. Business has been at a standstill for me, uh, but I'm making it through it. And, you know, as as cruel as this may sound, I've noticed that there are other production companies that are either closing their doors or are deciding to just move on and people, individuals, independent contractor, videographers are deciding to just get a full-time job. Um, and give up on doing this uh, for a living. And as cruel as this sounds, part of that is okay with me <laughs> um, because it's starting to weed out some of the competition. And, you know, my thought is if you can just hang in there and just make it through this, then, you know, when things finally start to get at least somewhat back to normal, there may be a little less competition out there. So that's kind of what my takeaway is from this at the moment. So if you are one of those who is dropping out, I'm really sorry, um, but I'm not sorry <laughs> at the same time. Now that I got uh, my cruelty out of the way, I'll go in and talk about uh, what I want to talk about today. I often get into conversations with people, specifically people who film hunting-related videos, who want to know if I have a shot sheet I can send them. Just like a, a basic, everyday shot sheet that they can have. So they have like a, a checkoff list of shots to get for their hunting-related videos. And to be honest with you, I don't believe in that. I don't believe in having a standardized shot list because I think what people are wanting, and shot sheets are something that have been talked about a lot over the years, but you, you see that talked about a lot in the hunting world. And I think it's because hunting videos are typically so formulaic, right? 
I mean, it's such a basic formula. Most hunting videos are going to be whitetails, right? More often than not. And what you see in a, in a typical like whitetail video, um, and, and this could even be like a, a turkey hunting video too. You know, it's turkey season right now. And what you typically see is this formula of segment one, who are we, where are we, what are we doing? Segment two, the kind of the hunt begins and then there's a problem. You know, the bird got away or the deer got away or what are we going to do now? Segment three typically is you're starting to close the deal. You're starting to figure it out. And uh, and then the shot just about happens and then the segment ends. And then segment the fourth and final segment uh, picks back up with that. And they normally get the animal and then they wrap up the show, talk about how great it was, yada, yada, yada. And that's pretty much the formula. And yes, there are variations of that. And yes... There have been other um, ways that that's been done, but I think we can all agree that that is the most common formula for outdoor videos, especially if you're trying to make an outdoor video that's more like a, a show, or maybe it is a show, you know, a 21 and a half, 22 minute long, four segmented show. That's what you see. And the thing, the reason why I don't, I don't believe in having a shot sheet is because, or maybe maybe not even a shot sheet, but um, more of I don't believe in having this standardized list of things that you should check off is because I feel like what that does is it puts you in this box, right? And it forces you to follow that same formula. And that formula, man, that's been done over and over again. There's probably 20,000 whitetail hunts that have aired like that over the years, probably way more than that, actually. You know, and and the thing about it is, is, is how many times can you tell that story? And as a viewer, how many times can you watch it? I don't know. Maybe maybe you never get tired of it. But I know a lot of people would like something fresh, something different, something new. And so if you have this like this shot sheet, this formulaic shot sheet, that's going to box you into that. And it's not going to let you be more creative. And I think that's that's a problem. But I think the reason why people like having a shot sheet is they're used to that formula. And also, when people are kind of getting into video, they're looking for something like that that can guide them, something that can give them an understanding or an idea of how to capture enough content to tell a story or to get through four segments for a show or to have enough footage for an online video, that type of thing. And I think people are looking for this formula, this this magic checklist that can help them make sure they get everything they need to get. You know, like, all right, we need to have four time lapses and three establishing shots, and we need to have five interviews, and we need to have one kill shot, and this, that, and the other. And 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 I just feel like if that's what you're looking for, you're forcing yourself into a, into a box. So rather than try to approach video that way, I want to tell you how I approach video, how I approach creating a storyboard and a unique shot sheet for a project. Because I have shot sheets. It's not that I don't believe in shot sheets. It's that I don't believe in a standardized shot sheet. I think every video, every story is different. And therefore, everyone should have its own shot sheet or its own storyboard. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to describe to you how I would go about creating 
a shot sheet and a storyboard for a project, a, a unique project. And this is how I approach virtually all of my all of my projects for any industry, but I'll I'll go, I'll keep this outdoor based. So what I want to do is I want to talk about a project I created a few years ago called Heart of the Hollow. If you follow me on Facebook or if you follow Filming with Josh or my Rustic River Media page, you have probably seen me at some point in time share or mention the Heart of the Hollow video. I think I made it in 2017, so three years ago. It was around spring of 2017. And Heart of the Hollow is in my opinion, my pet best piece of work. I've made other projects I'm really um, fond of or projects that I feel I did a decent job on or that I'm proud of. But Heart of the Hollow is number one on, in, for me in terms of my best projects. And the reason why I feel that way is I feel like it's my most complete project with the least amount of flaws. I'm not saying it's perfect. I've never made a perfect video, and I don't think there's ever been a perfect video ever made. But in my work, this is the best I've ever done. It's the most complete project I've ever made. It had a great, great beginning, a great middle, and a great end, told a great story, had a good sound design, good shots to go with it, and it just told the story the exact way I envisioned it. And when it comes down to how I was able to storyboard that project, I want to mention, and, and I'm sorry if you hear something in the background, my wife is, uh, she's she's home with me right now because we're all quarantined, so if you hear anything back there, <laughs> that's what that is. Um, but what, I, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna explain to you kind of how I created the storyboard for this project. And if you haven't seen Heart of the Hollow, go check it out. It's on my uh, Vimeo page. You can go to Vimeo and type in Rustic River Media, or you can go to my website, rusticriver.media, and you'll find it under the Outfitter um, Marketing Videos tab. And essentially what this project was is it's like an eight minute long video, a seven and a half, eight minutes, something like that, short film essentially, that told the story of Bob Burlingame and his 5,000 acre hunting ranch in southeastern Oklahoma and or northeastern. Northeastern Oklahoma? I think it was Northeastern Oklahoma. Yeah. Anyway, um, when I when I went up there to do this project, I kind of had to look at it from first from what the goal was. You know, what are we trying to achieve? So the, that's the foremost, first and foremost, that is the first thing you have to do is ask yourself. And this, this goes for any video, whether it's a, a promotional video or a commercial or a hunting show or a, a short film, it doesn't matter. You first need to ask yourself, what's our goal here? What are we trying to achieve? Because if you don't know the, your, your goal, it's impossible for you to create something that's gonna achieve your goal, right? Because you don't know what you're trying to achieve. So when I looked at this project, I first asked myself and I asked my client, you know, what's our goal here? What are we trying to do? And we, we really had two goals. My client had this 5,000 acre high fence ranch in northeastern Oklahoma that he part of him wanted to sell it and then part of him wanted to continue selling hunts for it. And so what he wanted to do was make a video that could help him sell hunts, but also potentially sell his ranch. And so knowing that those were our two goals, I that helped me understand that we needed to create a video that 
showed a uh, showed the ranch off in a way that would make a potential buyer want to buy it, but yet also show hunters why this is a freaking awesome place to come hunt, right? So now that I knew my two goals, I had to start figuring out how, and we wanted to do it. We didn't want to make like an advertisement. We wanted to make a short film, something inspirational, something that would get shared, something people would like to watch and enjoy watching, would share with their friends, something that people could relate to, hunters could relate to, to help them sell hunts, or that uh, a potential buyer could relate to, to help them see themselves as being the next owner of this ranch. Uh, and the ranch is called um, Hunt Mill Hollow Ranch. That's why we called it Heart of the Hollow. And so knowing that that was our goal, that helped me understand the direction we needed to go to create this video. So the first thing, after we had our goals figured out, the first thing I needed to do was start figuring out how am I gonna tell this project? Well, for me, I decided, and I and I, and I worked with my client to make sure that this, this would be a direction he'd wanna go, and it was, was that I, I felt it was best if we told the story from Bob's point of view. Bob was the owner of the ranch. And I felt like if I could tell tell the story of this ranch and the story of Bob, the person who runs this ranch and what this ranch means to him, then we would be able to show potential buyers of this ranch what it would be like to be the next Bob Burlingame and also show potential hunters to come hunt on this ranch who they would be hunting with and who would be guiding their hunts if they were to purchase a hunt there. And so I wanted to tell the story from Bob's perspective. So now we know that we needed to tell a story from Bob's perspective and we needed to tell it in a way that would make a potential person want to buy it or a potential person want to hunt there. So we've got a we've got a sense of direction now. And so now that now that I knew that information, I could start creating a story in my head. And so for me, I knew automatically going into this that in order for me to tell this story, I going to need to have shots of Bob on the ranch doing a lot of stuff. If I'm going to show this ranch off and I'm going to I'm going to show Bob off and make Bob relatable and to really show his story from his perspective and what this ranch means to him and and what these hunts there mean to him, then I'm going to have to show him on the ranch doing a lot of stuff. So I knew that I could go ahead and start creating some shots, a shot sheet to get certain shots of Bob doing stuff on the ranch. So I talked to Bob and I asked him, you know, what are some what are some things that you do on this ranch that uh, are special or unique? What are some things you do every day? You know, what are just help me figure out some different things that you do that we could show you doing. And from that, we created that portion of our shot sheet. So I created a shot sheet on my phone. I use uh, Apple Notes because it syncs up with the computer and it's real easy to manage. And that's when I started creating an original shot sheet. And as you can see here, you can't just plug and play any shot sheet because this is a unique story. This needed its own shot sheet. So now I knew that by creating this unique shot sheet that I needed to get shots of Bob driving a tractor. I needed to get shots of Bob driving his ATV. I needed to get shots of Bob glassing for elk or whitetails. I needed to get shots of Bob cutting stuff up with a chainsaw or shots of Bob doing whatever. I just had lots of stuff that I knew I needed to get. And I just worked with him to figure out what are things that he does on this ranch 
all the time on a daily basis were some unique things, some special things, some selling points for the ranch that we could show off. And we started writing down, I started writing down all these different types of shots I wanted to get and made that as part of my shot sheet. Then from there, I, I asked Bob, you know, what are some things that are really unique about this ranch? And Bob told me immediately, well, first thing is there's this, these cliffs. They're beautiful. They're called Jumper Jack Bluff. So I wrote that down. Let's get shots of Jumper Jack Bluff. And he said, I, I feel like there's uh, these beautiful rolling hills. There's lots of timber, but there's open openings in the timber and just lots of gorgeous open hills. He said, there's a lot of fog that creeps in in the springtime in the mountains, and it looks really cool. It's really pretty. He said that there is a river that runs through it and a creek that runs through it that are really pretty. He said that, you know, it's chock full of wildlife. He had a lot of whitetails because it's high fence. He had a lot of whitetails, a lot of elk, and a lot of, um, uh, he had a, a, like pheasants that he had stocked there, quail he had stocked there. And all of these things were really unique. And he talked about how vast the place was. You know, it's 5,000 acres. There's so much land accompanying it. So even though it is high fence, there's no telling what's really out there because there's so much land, you know. And, and so he was, he was going in and explaining all these really unique features of this ranch. And so all of those things became shots. All right, we need to get shots of the cliffs, shots of the elk, shots of whitetail, shots of uh, quail, and shots of pheasants. We need to get shots of the rolling hills, shots of the fog, this, that, and the other. Um, and then I could even from there start thinking in my head about particular shots. Okay, to show off some shots of the hills, let's get uh, a sunrise time lapse, and let's get maybe uh, a sunset time lapse uh, from a different spot. And I could start creating specific ideas like that. Even for fog, like uh, I think it'd be great to fly my drone from a perspective that shows the fog in the mountain valleys. And so then I could start being a little more particular about these exact particular shots for my shot sheet. From there, we started talking about what are things that are gonna appeal to hunters. Well, one of the things we knew were gonna appeal to hunters were shots of people hunting. And so in my shot sheet, I put down that I needed to have shots of people hunting. And so I, I knew that I could come in the fall and get those shots. And so I put that in my shot sheet. Let's get shots of people elk hunting, quail hunting, uh, hunting whitetails, that type of thing, and just get a bu bunch of those kinds of shots. So now we have that down. Um, and then what are some other things? He said, well, you know, there are... Um, so one of the one of the really unique things that is appealing about this ranch is how much alfalfa we plant and how much um, how much uh, renewable resources we have. And, and so I said, okay, so we can get shots of your alfalfa fields. What about your? You said you, renewable resources is important. You know, what's one example of your renewable resources? He said, um, well, we we like to cut a lot of our own timber to um, to make our own wood for some of the stuff that we build here. And so I said, well, let's put that down as a shot. And so as you guys can see here, this is how I started creating my shot sheet. I knew that I wanted to tell the story of Bob and of his ranch and from a perspective that would make people want to either hunt there or buy the place. And I knew now all the different things that I needed to get to show that off. Shots of wildlife, shots of Bob, shots of this, that, and the other. And I was able to write this really unique shot sheet down. And then once I had that shot sheet, I started to have a sense of direction of what I needed to do. And so I could, from there, I could start planning my trip out. And I did, and I went up there, and I spent however many days I was there um, getting 
and checking off all these shots on this shot sheet. And so every day I would get up and be like, all right, you know, tomorrow we're going to focus on, um, in the morning time, we're going to focus on these parts of the shot sheet. We're going to go out, maybe get uh, set some time lapses up first thing to get them going when the sun rises. Uh, from there, we're going to go get some uh, drone shots of the fog. We're going to get some drone shots of the alfalfa fields. And then from there, we're going to go drive around and try to find elk and whitetails to get shots of them. Okay, that's our morning. And then that evening, we're going to plan to go back out and get shots of Bob driving his tractor, shots of Bob driving down the roads in his pickup truck. We're gonna get shots of, um, the, we're gonna get shots of more wildlife as we see them. And then we're gonna end the day with uh, some drone shots, some more drone shots of like the cliffs and some some uh, of the, of the uh, rolling hills. And then we'll wrap it all up with uh, some sunset time lapses and that'll be our day. And so now I have a plan and I can go into that day and start checking all those shots off. and. I add to my shot shot list as I'm there and I'm finding stuff out and learning more about the ranch and and we're talking or we see something really cool and I'm like, man, we should get a shot of that. And I put it in my phone. And so I'm updating my shot list and I'm checking off stuff I get as we go. And every day, every evening when I go to bed, before I go to bed, I plan out my next day. I look at the shots I have left on my shot sheet and I figure out which ones I can get in the morning and which ones I can get in the evening. And then I plan for that. And so by doing it this way, I'm creating a custom shot sheet for this one particular story, this one particular ranch for this one particular guy. And that's gonna hit two different goals. It's a unique shot sheet. There's no way you could have a plug and play shot sheet for this story. It had to be unique. And by creating it this way and planning it out ahead of time, I was able to stick to what I needed to do and make sure that I checked each of these things off as I went. And that really helped me stay on track and keep tabs of what I had done and what I hadn't done. That way, when I came home, I'm not plugging all my footage into the computer, starting to edit and thinking, man, I really did not get enough content. This forced me to make sure that I did not leave Oklahoma without all the content I needed. About halfway through this project, I was able to write my voiceover. And I like I knew for this particular project, I wanted to go either all voiceover or all interview, one or the other. Because I wasn't filming a particular hunt. I wasn't showing like a turkey hunt. And this wasn't a story about a turkey hunt. This is a story about Bob and his ranch. So I wanted that to be done either by voiceover or by interview for this particular project. It just seemed like one of those options was the best route to go. So the first thing I did about halfway through the project was shoot an interview of Bob. And I had a list of questions I asked him um, based off my shot sheet because I was able to look at my shot sheet and say, tell me about your renewable resources. Tell me about the fog in the mountains. Tell me about how you bought your ranch. Tell me about this, that and the other. And I asked him all this and I did an interview with him. And when I watched the footage back, it looked really good. But it occurred to me that, you know, what if we try to voiceover as well, just in case we like the voiceover better? So about halfway through the trip, I sat down one, one, uh, one day at lunch and I started writing a voiceover and I took basically the answers I got from his interview questions, as well as shots I had already captured and shots I had planned to capture, and I wrote 
a voiceover and I showed it to Bob and Bob really liked it and he helped me tweak it just a tad to make sure that we told everything we were going to tell and then I sat him down and I recorded a voiceover into a shotgun microphone onto a zoom recorder and that way I had two options I had this really great voiceover that we could roll with and I had his interviews so I could go home and either use the interviews and the voiceover mixed together or I could pick one or the other and I ended up going with a voiceover because it was so creative and so articulate and he voiced it so well that I felt like that was 100% the direction I should go but I had both just in case and that allowed me to come home knowing that not only did I have enough content for everything but I also already had the dialogue I had interviews and voiceovers I had plenty of stuff to choose from to tell my story. And then when I came home and I started post-production, I had everything I needed. I had all the shots before the interviews and voiceover, all the shots after the interview and voiceover, and then the interview and voiceover themselves. So I had all this content to work with. And what it allowed me to do was sit down on my computer and crunch this edit out. And I edited this whole project in like three days which is pretty fast for a project of this length, which I know seven minutes, seven and a half, eight minutes doesn't sound like a lot, but for a short film, when you're putting a ton of time into it, color grading it, doing special effects, doing, uh, making, creating a really rich sound design, it's actually really fast, but it flew together without any problem because I had it all laid out. I had all the shots, I knew all the shots, I knew the story I wanted to tell, and I had dialogue to choose from. It was easy for me to piece this thing together. And it pieced together, I had the rough cut done the first day. And for the second and third day, I spent focusing on sound design, coloring, graphics, and just tightening everything up. Three days, I had the whole thing knocked out. And it was my, uh, editing wise, I spent more time shooting it than that. But it at the end, my point is at the end of the day, I was able to create my best project ever. And I did it because I created this really great, unique shot sheet. This is how I attack every single project I work on, from a one-minute video for vet clinic to a hunting short film about a ranch to a hunting TV show to um, event videos to university videos, you name it. Like This is how I do everything because by your, if you take the time to sit down and create a unique list of things to showcase for every video you're gonna do and you work with your client or if you don't have a client, you're doing this for yourself or your friends and you work with them and you figure out, you know, what is the story we wanna tell? What are our goals? And then what can we show to, to achieve those goals and to get our point across? Then, and you create that for every single video you do, then every video you do will be unique. Even if you're doing it for a, a, an outdoor television show and you are, have 13 episodes to do, you might have somewhat of a formula that you need to follow because that's your show. However, you could still do that for every single episode. Hey, we're going to Arizona. We've got a unit one elk tag. That's our story. So how are we gonna go in and show that? Okay, we're, we're, we know where we're going is unique. Um, this is a special unit. Unit one Arizona is the best unit in Arizona, arguably the best unit in all of North America. So we need to make that for elk. So we need to make that a 
big part of the story and then start asking yourself what are some deeper parts of that story you can tell. Um, you could talk about the individual you're going to be hunting with. You could talk about the, the species you're after and the challenges faced hunting them. You can talk about the terrain, all this stuff. And you write all that down before you ever head to Arizona. And that way, when you get there, you know what your goal is and what your story is and what kind of shots can show that. Hey, if we're going to show terrain, we're going to need if that's part of our story, then we need to get shots of the terrain. Let's get some aerials, let's get some slider shots, let's get some time lapses of the terrain to help showcase the terrain. If you're like, hey, we know that we wanna talk a lot about elk here. We gotta make it a, our point to try to find as many elk as we can, not even just for the hunt, but to get footage of so we can have lots of footage for the elk portion when we're talking about the animal we're after. And if we're like, hey, we wanna talk a lot, a lot about unit one and why it's so good, you know, so on and so forth and you just figure out each piece of the puzzle and what your what kind of shots will help you capture those pieces of that puzzle and of course if you're filming something like a hunt things are going to change you don't know the whole story because you don't know what's going to happen when you get there and obviously you have to be able to adapt and adjust your story around what actually happens that's called actuality and to film actuality you have to be able to adapt and you can have a shot sheet and adapt at the same time because there's no reason you can't still try to follow your shot sheet and film the story that's happening. You just find time to do both. And if you do that, then when you come home from every single hunt you do, not only will you have this unique shot sheet that you checked as many boxes on as you can, but you also have all the documentation of the hunt itself. And you can blend those two together to have a really powerful story with really great content. That's how you tell hunting story. You pre-plan, you ask yourself what the goal is, who whose perspective are we going to be telling the story from, who are, we, who are we marketing this story to, what is the story in general, and what shots can we get to accompany the story or to showcase the story. And you do that before every single project, doesn't matter what that project is. If you do that, you will be able to create a great story each and every time. There is no such thing as a standardized shot sheet. Well, I get technically there is. There is such a thing as a standardized shot sheet, but it's not something I would recommend that you try to find or try to follow because it's going to box you in and it's not going to allow you to tell the story you should be trying to tell from the perspective of its uniqueness rather than just trying to follow this, this guideline that everybody else is trying to do. Don't box yourself into a standardized shot sheet or standardized storyboard. Take the time to pre-plan and ask yourself, what's our goal? Who's our target audience? What's the perspective we want to get across? And, and how can we show this off? And plan around that. If you do that, that's how you create a shot list for an outdoor video. Thanks, guys, for taking the time to listen to this podcast. As always, if you have any questions about anything I've talked about today, shoot me an email at josh at rusticriver.media or go to the Filming with Josh Facebook group at Filming with Josh on Facebook and join the group and post your question there. The Filming with Josh Facebook group is a great place to go to learn all there is to learn about video production. I hope you guys are staying safe out there, and I look forward to seeing you guys next week. Take care. To learn more about Rustic River Media, visit us online at rusticriver.media. Thanks for listening to the Filming with Josh podcast. Catch every episode by hitting subscribe today.